He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his manner. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream. Full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. Peace, 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 and welcome to The Rematch, which is part of the BasketballNews.com podcast network. On The Rematch, you'll hear in-depth interviews with notable names from all walks of life. Because sometimes the media just doesn't get it right. The Rematch is that second opportunity to clarify, put things in proper context, correct fake news or misreported controversy, The media still exists as the most powerful entity on earth because they control the minds of the masses. I'm Atan Thomas, and the full truth is what we are aiming to catch. Many media stories omit details that would dilute their clickbait roar, and that's why there's a need for the rematch. On this episode, I sat down with Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson, We discussed their upcoming season of the Knuckleheads with the Players' Tribune, reminisced about the 2000 NBA draft we were all in, their time with the Clippers, what motivated them to join the media. They opened up about their personal struggles during their careers and how they overcame their obstacles both on and off the court and their willingness to share those struggles with the world. This was a great discussion. Hope you enjoy there we go. There we go. Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, the knuckleheads. How you guys doing? Doing good, bro. Good. Good, good bro. to be here. Good. Man, man, great to talk to y'all. Thank you for coming on the rematch, um, basketballnews.com and Fly TV. You know, we've been trying to get this interview for a minute and connect, man. Y'all brothers are busy. <laughs> yeah. Q got me working, man. That's what it is. Let let me tell you, I love what y'all are doing with the knuckleheads. You know what I mean? Love seeing y'all, the way that y'all vibe, you know, y'all great interviews, in-depth interviews and everything like that. So first I got to ask y'all, how did y'all get into the media? No, what what gave you that decision? You know, was it something that you always thought you wanted to do? Or how did that even come about? Hey, you hear that black? He said you in the media now. You in the media, man. Yeah, you media I, man. I, I'm still not claiming it. <laughs> not claiming it. <laughs> I'm still not claiming it right now. I'm trying my best not to. But uh like I say, with me, uh me personally, I didn't want to do cameras and microphones. Uh that was something that I never I always shied away from, even when I was in the league, you know, the uh-huh. interviews and stuff. You know, country boy, you know, you had to articulate your words and, you know, just a bunch of stuff. So I ain't never want to be on no no camera or no microphone. But Q convinced me and I knew I had to do something that made me uncomfortable to kind of take another step up in life. And uh, this was that blessing. And I'm glad my boy kind of put me up on it. And, man, we've been trying to bless other people with our platform here since. Man, y'all been y'all been doing it though. But Q, all right. So what? So what made you want to get into the media then? Since you was doing all the convincing, you know what I mean. What made you want to get into it? Hey, man, I'm. I think I'm just coming into to grips that I'm a media guy. Whatever. I always mess with my man, my man Chief Keith over there at Turner NBA TV. Uh-huh. He be like media guy, call me analyst and all that. So I laugh <laughs> and joke about that. But man, it was it was kind of you know I I had my my front office and and um 
organizational experience over in Detroit when um when I was just phasing out of the league. Stan, you know, uh Stan Van Gundy, man, called me and um offered me a job, which was a which was a great opportunity for me to explore that side of everything and and get a feel for it and see, you know, you kind of when you retire and you know how it is, you trying to figure out where you want to go, what you want to do. And I, I was mm-hmm. just exploring because I really wasn't ready to retire at that point, but that was what was coming my way. So, you know, I just mm-hmm. took it. And um, I did those four years over there, two years of, of director of player development, two years in scouting. And then it was like, all right, I want to try something new once everything kind of ended over there. And it was like, everybody was telling me, you know, when I was talking to everybody within the media, you know, the NBA TVs or the Turners and, the, and all of the different, you know, networks, they were like, we need to see you get reps, get reps, get reps. You know what I'm saying? Just, we need to see you. We haven't seen you do anything. So mm-hmm. this kind of came about and it was like, man, like, <laughs> D, come on, man, let's do it. Because it was like we both had done these uh, articles with the Players Tribune that were really uh-huh. well received. And, they, you know, on his article in particular, I was kind of like, what did they call me? The the the, the, the side co- note. Like yeah, the, the co-executive, whatever. Like I was that. like, yeah. roll, I just I just rolled sidekick with him, really, whatever right, you want right, to call right. it. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know, they got to see our, you know, our chemistry. And, and, and they, you know, anybody that's around us, you know how deep and how far our friendship goes back. So you see that when you're around us and they were – doing that uh doing his piece that was a you know a, what was it like a week we were there bro the whole time going back and yeah. forth and they was you know doing a going into everything they really got to see how how much we know about each other and how long we've been friends and stuff, stuff like that, that. They, they were like yo man y'all got a crazy chemistry we are what you want to do and so you know we went back and forth with, with egghead chris bernard over there at the, the <laughs> chris bernard. you know i knew him through, <laughs> through through playing with the knicks and my relationship uh-huh. with him there that's what we met and so, you know, this is what we kind of we kind of stumbled into, man. And I like 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 these say, man, thank God that we did, because you could have never told us that this yeah. would be something that we would be doing now at this point and like enjoying it as much as we do and, and, and still having that love and appreciation for us out there is just crazy. It's amazing. Can you know, uh, tell, tell, tell them what, what I said when you first asked me, though. Can we curse on your E? If you want to, <laughs> oh yeah, he, he said fuck no. He said, yeah, is that he what he said? said? Yeah, that's what he said. He said, hey, and, and, and he was pretty good, like literally throughout the first season of us doing it. And when uh, we would get interviewed and stuff, I had to tell him like, D, stop telling people that you ain't want to do this and you ain't want to do this. Because <laughs> he was like, I ain't want to do this. Like he, you know, he was just being honest. It was like he was like, so you know, people sit down like, so how did you guys get into it? He like. I ain't want to do this. I'm really not sure I want to do this. Like, like, I still ain't used to it yet. Like, right. Well, it, it's funny because, like, I mean, even with myself, I'll say, like, I never liked the media my whole career. I don't know how y'all relationship with the media was, but I, I ain't never like liked the media. media. So when either. people are like, you know, yeah, you're part of the media, I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm no, not. I'm, you know, I'm different. affiliated with right. them. Right. So when, you remember when Kyrie was went, went off on the media? And he was like, yeah, all y'all pawns. I was like, yeah, he talking to y'all, not, not to me. <laughs> that, that's y'all. Damn yeah. right. He ain't talking I wasn't explaining that at all. That's how I feel. <laughs> but I, I love I love how what y'all doing with, with, you know, Jack and, you know, Matt Barnes doing with, uh, you know, all the smoke. It's different, though. And it is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a whole different feel. I mean, and the thing about it is when you see guests come on your show, mm-hmm. we get to know the guests in ways that we never knew them before. Man, and man. that's the part of having, you know, us do it differently. Yeah. I mean, we, we we watch some people play for, what, 15, 20 years and don't know right. nothing about them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. They said two words to them. Right, yeah. right, right, That was so, the era we grew up in. We couldn't talk to them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And that I love that part that y'all do. And and how? And let me ask you first. Let, let's go back. 
let's go back first. Let's go all the way back to um, oh wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Before before I go, I gotta ask this question. And this is from my daughter. All right, so let me tell you the story real quick. All right. So my daughter likes to ask me who I'm interviewing next and stuff like that. You know, it's baby Sierra. You know, right. we follow each other. So you've heard me yeah, talking about baby yes, Sierra. Yeah. I don't know why the youngest one be she thinking she run she everything. Because she, 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 she do. So so she was like, okay, so who are you interviewing next? Uh this is this morning. And I was like, I'm interviewing uh Quint Richardson and Darren Smiles. She said, Oh, okay, cool. So she went up, she's looking up you up and everything like that. Comes back. She said, like, Hey daddy. Did you know that uh, Quinn Richardson uh, used to be engaged to Brandy? I was like, yeah, yeah I knew that. <laughs> it's like, all right, are y'all going to talk about that? I'm like, no, that's not going to probably come up. <laughs> See, like me, that don't have nothing to do with nothing. Why would that come up? And she's like, but daddy, it's Moesha. Like, you, you got to say something about it. I was like, that's, I was like, you have a question you want to ask him or something like that? She was like, if if you could. And so I'm going to ask one question from her with this before we get into it. That That's cool. This is from baby Sierra. So okay. she wanted to know, um, during your relationship, did you ever help her with her music? And did she ever help you with basketball? Like tell you different pointers or something like that. Did y'all ever have that? That was her question. Now, baby Sierra, it, this is the honest truth. Like it's a reason why people are professionals at certain things. <laughs> Like she is a professional singer and she is awesome and great at it. I, I I had no no tips, no pointers, no nothing. I'm terrible at look, you see D Miles agreeing with me. I'm not a good singer. <laughs> and I mean, outside of encouraging me, nah, she, you know, she she stayed in the singers lane and I stayed in the basketball players lane. So, you know, that was that was the that was how that went down. Now did that now did you ever sing her songs with her? That was another question she had, and that's the last one. Ever sing her songs with her? Like you, you sing her songs and you no. try to harmonize, and that's what I she mean, thinks. She had, she I, had, I mean, she, I mean, she had dope songs out, but it wasn't like I'm, I'm not gonna say that we sat and sang songs together. But no, that <laughs> never, no. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> no. that was that's what Baby Sierra imagined, I guess. So that's what she imagined what was going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, sitting at home and sing all day. You know just, what I mean? Just know that only because this was Baby Sierra that she even got me to speak on this because <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't okay. do this. But you know, I that's the baby, so we don't check the boss lady. She right, she's right. I appreciate it, man. That's what she wants. <laughs> She's going to be happy that you even addressed it. But let me, all right, so let's go back. Let's go back to the 2000 draft. All right? So we both, right in, we, we all in the 2000 draft. And I want to ask you First of all, time out. If we're going to go there, let me just, before you start saying uh, anything about us, okay. let me just talk about world, everybody listening. I don't know how much the, the, the bench press pounds is. I don't know how much the weight is. I promise you. I will put Eli Thomas up against whomever y'all want to go against. We all standing there. You about to do the test <laughs> at the combine. And you know how when somebody takes that thing off the bench and go, and then they hit that first one. I said, oh, he about to do a lot. That boy was just going. <laughs> he was just going like a machine. I said, well, no, when, I, when, I, when I seen him, and then I got on there, and I couldn't even lift it off the bar. He couldn't lift the man. bar. No, I can't do that. I don't yeah, remember. I, I mean, I got, I got me, you know, I got me, a, I got, I got my portion, and I felt good. But like right. I, when I saw, I was like, I said, man, I tell, I said, look at that, I said, look at, I said, look at, I said, he a machine. I said, he about to do a lot. I remember that. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, y'all were young though. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. y'all ain't been. I didn't do no lifting weights in no high school. So and right. you only played one year. So y'all was young. 
But, and my arms are this big. <laughs> I couldn't even take. I was trying to get it off the bar. I was like, Nah, I, I can't said, do nah. that. That was the best part. He couldn't even lift the bar. I couldn't even get it off that bar. That's hilarious, man. That's, I didn't even know that y'all was even paying attention like that. Nah, you know I remember I mean? that. I remember like, that. That boy vividly, y'all. Like, look at this dude, like dog. When he took it off the thing, he said. I said, look, he got form. He know how to breathe. And that's a man. I said, he about to do a lot. That's hilarious, man. I'm going to ask y'all if y'all know two different things, if y'all remember two different things, too. All right. So first, Darius, let me start with you. All right. So at the draft, our tables were next to each other. Right. And so we we didn't really know each other then. But mm-hmm. our uh, my grandmother and your mother was, I guess, talking table to yeah. table. Right. So yeah, so I come in. So I come in. And I think this was like before the draft even happened, right? Mm-hmm. So my grandma was like, hey, son, go over here and take a picture with uh, this nice lady's son. So we just said, we're like, all right. But we don't know each other. We're like, cheese? Yeah. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I got all yeah. them pictures from the draft from like everybody. Everybody was there from Jamal. I remember like we, me and Q was just talking about that. I remember when Jamal came and he just bought his jewelry. Uh, that boy walked in like bird man. He had jewelry and everything. <laughs> man, Q looking at him drooling like, "Hey man, when can we buy our jewelry? <laughs> How you get his advance already?" We <laughs> had Maul on the show the other day. He's like Ice Man. He's like, "I was doing all the wrong things you're not supposed to do." I was like, <laughs> "Looking." I was like, "We was over there jealous, like man, like we can't get nothing. We ain't had nothing but that little uh, look, look, look trading card, card money. money. Yeah, deck money. We was over there being good kids, like man, we." We can we ain't got no money we can't right. do it's so funny it's so funny with that though because i when, when i got drafted that whole first year i didn't really want to spend nothing except for that card money i just wanted to save everything mm-hmm. i didn't because i didn't because i was like i don't know how this is going to turn out i don't know how you know so i was like scared to spend anything so i got that kind of rep of being cheap you know what I mean? that was my rep I, that's what it was but i ain't going to be cheap i got forced <laughs> to be that way <laughs> Look, <laughs> well, Q, let me ask you if you remember this, though, right? All right, so we just get drafted, right? And you know how after you get drafted and you go to the podium and everything like that, you do the interview, you go in that back part, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I did the interview, walked across stage, David Stern put the hat on, did the interview, went back and everything like that. So and it's some time passed, right? So I'm back there. I'm just happy, right? Just she's yeah. happy, right? <laughs> so then I, I saw Courtney Alexander. And Courtney Alexander, everybody don't know, he was like, he led the nation in scoring before, but he he slipped in the draft, so he wasn't Mm -hmm. happy. So I see him, right? And I'm like, hey, so you going to Dallas. What's up, man? And he was like, what's up? And he walked right by me. And I'm just standing there like this. And and then you came from the side. He was like, hey, man, I dap you up. Hey, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you remember that? I don't, but I can definitely. Oh, man, no. I remember that so well, man. Courtney Courtney Alexander, we talked about this too. Courtney Alexander, the way he walked, his pedigree the whole time we was down there for the draft, you would have swore he was already 10 years in the league. Yeah, that boy, yeah, like yeah, his yeah, whole era, like, like, man, I'm here with little kids. I'm like, dang, he looked like a pro already. Yeah. <laughs> that boy had them big light bulb earrings in. I, yeah. I remember that, like, because I, I mean, I could, I could, I could definitely remember because I was hyped. I was hyped that oh, whole day. Oh, I, I was hyped. hyped. I was hyped. <laughs> <Walk away>. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I was mad that I didn't go top, like, like I thought I was lottery. You know what I'm saying? I was hyped that I didn't go lottery, but like. 
once it turned to like, man, I'm going to the Clippers with Keon, with D Miles, like, man, and as I'm walking across the stage, they announced the trade, did Corey McGetty getting trade? I was like, right. oh. I said, we squad up, we got the right. whole, we, 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 right. we crew thick, we straight. Right. So, so, and, and, and Courtney was cool after that. You know what I mean? Like he, he was, he had a certain aura about him, but he was cool people. So yeah, we, man. you know, we played here in Washington before he got hurt, but he, he was yeah. definitely cool people. So, yeah. you know, shout out to him. So I want to ask y'all, so you talk about going to the Clippers, all right? And y'all had all the talent on earth. I had, y'all was just exciting. Like it was just every single game. But I want to ask you this, okay? Like, so... When all the stuff came out about Donald Sterling, right, and the tape and everything like that, were was y'all reaction like, I can't believe Donald Sterling said something like that, or Hell was it, no. or or was it, yeah, they finally <laughs> caught him saying something crazy. Which which, which reaction was it? <laughs> nah, it's it's we, we didn't think that, but like he never came at us or disrespected us or or came at us in any type of way. You know how owners is. Owners don't really hang out with the. The workers, right. you know what I'm saying? But uh it was, you know, it's it's like any, you know, like a, a white man don't know what a black man's go through. You know right. what I'm saying? And they don't know the extent of what they saying, you know. So that's true. No big deal to this, this my take was my take was I was more like I can't believe that they actually got him on tape saying this. Yeah. It wasn't that I can't believe that he said it, that he would say it, yeah. that he could say it. I, you know, we know better, you know what I'm saying, than to, right. than to be that naive to think that it can't happen. I knew that it's a I was more in awe that it's actual, we have this tape and they are planning and we're hearing him say yeah. this. I was in awe of that. Yeah. Now, you go back to like when we play, like like they say, we never, you never this, I mean, like, it was things where you could look at it like, yo, <laughs> like what? Like he would do things like after a game or something, he would parade into the locker room with a train of people behind him, women, men, whatever it may be, just his entourage with him. And it's like dudes is half dressed, half undressed. And he'd be like, look at my players. Look at their bodies. Like, look at them. And you'd be like, <laughs> I I can distinctively remember Demise if I'm not on the fly. Hold on, hold on, Wait, so, so he brought people in there. It like would a, be a trail of people while y'all are in dress, y'all in the showers? Like what, y'all? Are, like some coming in and out of the showers, whatever may be going on. Like, no lie. Like, I'm telling you, like, man, I'll never forget. It was one time in particular. Because Keon, you know, everybody know Keon. He the jokester. He the jokester. Right. right. And, and anybody know our team, Corey the muscle man. <laughs> so, right. So, so he was like, you know, when they came in, he was like, he was like, look at, look at our, look at our players. And I think he referenced like Corey. Corey had his shirt off, and you know the boy action figure status. Right, right, right. And so Keon had a talent. So it's Keon like Keon like. <laughs> When he left out here, I'm like, hey, Corey, boy, like, you see how he was putting you on display out here? Like, and so it was like, I'm, I'm serious. Like weird it stuff would, like that. It would be weird stuff like where you like, 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 bro, what was that? Like, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't, but it wouldn't be like, like some blatant, crazy, like yeah, offensive right. stuff. It'd just be like, did he, like, what the hell was he just doing? Like, right, you know what I'm saying? Right, and he right. thinks, and he's trying to compliment you and he's being, Hey, look at the you like what's happening right now? Like, bro, like <laughs> what's happening right now? I tell them the truth. Like, whenever that stuff will happen, D Mouse, what I do, I leave. I go in the yeah, trainer's yeah. room, 
I like if we had like he would have like you know you gotta have, go to the once a year party deal or something like man we never I, I always mess with D like see you the golden goose like I'm the 18th pick I could I could slide back and just <laughs> ain't got ain't, nobody ain't trying to shake my hands and pat my back and all this I'm I'm like fourth fifth in line it's L O it's D Miles it's all these people before me before he gets all that so I could kind of fade to the back and I just used to be chilling like yo I'm as soon as they say that we can leave I'm leaving I'm out of here you know how you gotta yeah. do your little grace period and be that show face make sure the right people see you then it's like yeah. I'm out. Wow. No, that's yeah. That I you kind of threw me with that with the with the parading around all the different people. That's a little weird. That's like yeah, you like know. he was just a uh, he was just a weird guy, man. He 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 won our type of flavor. But like I say, when it comes to the disrespect and all that stuff. We didn't play that. One of us would, you know, eat. One of us would, like, any, I'm talking about not right, just me yeah. and D. Like, it would have been like Corey, anybody would have went off if it was yeah. something like that. They would have, we right. all would have yeah. went off. Right. Yeah. Man, and it's crazy because I'm looking back, you know, I was looking at y'all, y'all, uh, y'all Clippers uh, mixtapes. Y'all was, y'all was nice. It was just exciting. <laughs> like, the whole, the, every game was just exciting. And then, you know, it was like, D Miles dunking everything. You know what I mean? Like everything yeah, ends up in a dunk. Like I'd be like, how like now nah, he's not gonna dunk this. That ain't that ends up in a dunk too. You know what I mean? Like literally everything. Y'all had it, y'all had it going. It had to have been fun to play, but was it still the Lakers Clippers thing? How was that at that time? As exciting as y'all were, was that still that rivalry or, or how did they treat y'all? Or you know what I mean? What what was that relationship like? Man, when we got to LA, Shaq instantly grabbed a hold of us and and, yeah. and showed us absolutely nothing but love. Like, cool. it, it, it was crazy. Like, to see Ty Lue as the Clipper coach right now, Ty Lue stayed right across the street from me. Like, in the Marina Del Rey. <laughs> okay. he's, he's from Missouri, uh, probably like a, two hours outside of St. Louis. So it's like, he's from there. He looked after me and he was the Laker. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, mm-hmm. they showed love and we just played hard because it wasn't just to prove to the Lakers, it was we trying to prove to the the league. And mm-hmm. at the time, with them being champs or or trying to win, they won their first championship when we got there. We was like the the blue collar underdog, and like this, we was like the little brothers to the city. You the know, and we kind of like started a a movement that we didn't know how big it was until now. The movement that we start, the, the the younger kids, like you, I heard like Paul George say, like, man, I was a Laker fan my whole life. He said, but I love the Clippers. Right. Like, like Clippers was my team to watch all the time. Yeah. Like them generation and just us bringing that, that was like just dope for us. Like we didn't know we was the blue collar and, you know, they used to root for us. So we played yeah, for, hard for me, it, We knew coming in, like, come on, dog, this, this this Shaq and Kobe town. And it was never even for a second us even trying to compete with that. Like right. D-Nine said, we was too busy trying to, like, like we, we, we noticed that. It's like we trying to just carve out our own little space and not take nothing from them, just carve out our own little space, period. And it was like, like D-Nine said, to... For us to get brought back to the, you know, to the to the arena, you know, before COVID and all that hit uh, a season or so ago, and then well, they they honor us, and it's like we sitting here to stay, we we in the we in the we sitting courtside and stuff, and we like it's cool, we not really knowing what it's gonna be or whatever, and it's like you see the play the play the video montage, mm-hmm. and it's going through the different eras, and it and it put us like the face of an era, then it do a whole. You know, the whole knucklehead and all of this, like we the face of that like 
2000 to 2004 era, it's like for us, to, like you never could have told us that that's not going to be Lamar Odom. That's not going to be Elton Brand when right. you look back at it because yeah. that was, that was, they were the leaders of that team. They were the leaders of the team. You know what I'm saying? Like they were the guys. Like LO was runner up for rookie of the year the year before, and Elton was rookie of the year. And when he was there, he was a 2010 and he was an all star. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I would not expect for us to be there and them presenting us and the fans and them having the fans tell stories that they became Clipper fans. This is when they became Clipper fans and all of these things. So for us, it was it was crazy, overwhelming, but it was like a humbling and, and, and dope moment. But like to know that we made that type of impact was 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 wild. So so who how did y'all come up with the knuckleheads? Like I've heard I've heard like three different People claim it. I heard Shaq say he gave it to y'all. I heard some. It, t- what happened? How, how did y'all come up with the upperheads? We used to, uh, you know, I was still 18 and I was still in the high school circuit. You know what I'm saying? Like the guys up under, I knew a bunch of guys that was up under me from, you know, Nike camp and all the various AAU tournaments. So when we got out to LA, I stayed in Marina Del Rey and uh, mm-hmm. Westchester High School was like right by there. And Westchester was the number one team in the, in California then and like top five in the country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they games live. So I started going to their games. And then when we started going to their games, I was cool with Hassan Adams. And then, you know, they had Trevor Reza, Bobby Jackson, top, Bobby Bottoms, everybody was so like, they had a, a, a bunch of, like a bunch of players, like NBA players, dope college players on their squad. And we used to go to all the games. I used to have to make Q go. <laughs> you know, you want to go? This, this was out of his Not at age, first. Not at first. This, this was out of his age, because he wasn't, he wasn't really feeling it. But uh, I used to make Q go. And we just always go to the games. And uh, they had a big homie that was cool with their team. And uh, he was a Q dog. Man. You know what I'm saying? And he used to, one of the things they used to celebrate with was uh, throwing up the fist because they couldn't officially throw it up all the way because right, right, you right, ain't right, cross right. over as a, as a Q dog. So, you know, they celebrations was that. And, uh, you know, Trevor and all them, they asked us, hey, man, you know, when you when you playing the game, you know, hey, show us some love. Do this for us. Yeah, you know, because you know, we, we giving them tickets to the games and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, we started doing it. And when we did it, we did it, then we kind of stopped. And then everybody was asking the, for us to do it again. Yeah. So then we now we doing it. So I'm doing it only on dunks. So I'm right. all gang. All I'm doing is dunking. So Q <laughs> looking at me like, man, I could I get... Maybe I, one dunk in I, the game. I, gotta, I, get, I wasn't getting I enough reps in. Yeah. I wasn't getting enough reps so, so Q started doing it on three-pointer <laughs> three steals, yeah, uh, yeah. blocks, whatever. He'll do something. He'll be like, <laughs> real right, quick. Right, right. So I just, we just started doing it for every goddamn thing we was doing. And <laughs> the crowd got involved with it. It started yeah. moving across the nation. And, uh, man, that's why we here right now with the knuckleheads right now. And they, so they loved it back then. And so while you say that you've heard people claim it, the big fella, big fella Shaq, he said uh-huh. he what he absolutely did it first. Yeah. No questions about it. Yeah. But when we were saying that we didn't get it from him, like it was it. It's from the same origin, you know what I'm saying? Origin. But it, we okay. just didn't say, we we didn't take it and see Shaq do it and then start doing it. We did okay. it because the young homies was doing it. And then looking back, now we can we can circle all that together. It's from the same origin, the Q-Dog yeah. thing. And so that's why Big Fella was doing it. 
And they was doing it to rep they owe me the, the big homie man because what happened is they had one on little bottoms had i think he had ran off and, and threw it up and he had the ho 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 you can't do that young fella this is what right. you can do right. and so then they started doing that and that's why that was their celebration so it is from the same origin and right. big fella shack you absolutely did it first I throw you twenty dollars. I make D Miles pay you twenty dollars. You owe you twenty dollars. I'll make you know sure I'm getting your. I give you ten and dimes. But you feel me? <laughs> ten dollars and dimes. Because big fella, hey, big fella, when he showed photo, he showed video evidence. He showed from '92. Big fella, yeah. the kaboom that thing and turned around. They called a timeout as he walked away. He bomb bomb two times. Yeah. So it ain't no denying that he definitely did it first. Yeah, you know it's interesting because y'all talk about y'all y'all then just kind of took off and became this big phenomenon, yeah. and where everybody was like rooting for y'all and everybody y'all now took over the whole league, right? Yeah. And it was interesting when you talk about the articles that y'all y'all wrote. Uh, fast forward, and y'all are talking and opening up about different things that you struggled with before, yes. and that as well becomes inspirational to a whole. You know, especially younger generation mm -hmm. who are, have all been now. Y'all the OGs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like back then, y'all were What's up, OG? What's up, OG? Look, he don't like being called OG. Nah, he you, still you're younger than me. So what's up, uh, OG? Y'all the OGs now. So, but, but talk about how important that is as far as you know, you guys opening up about things that you've struggled with and things that you've had to deal with. I mean, D Miles, you talked about you know mental health and you talked about depression. I mean, Q, you talked about losing your, you know, your brothers and stuff like that. And and you're you're inspiring young people who are also going through stuff and they see y'all going through it. And they're like, you know, if they made it, I can make it. Make yeah. it. You know what I mean? If, if they was able to deal with all this stuff and still be successful and they see y'all now smiling and doing your thing and everything like that. And then they find strength to make it through what they're going through. Do y'all see it like that? Because I don't know if y'all see it like that. Q convinced me, because uh, I could have went to the grave with it. Like, I really wasn't tripping off. Like, you know, I'm, I'm ghost. Like, I'm, I'm, like I said, I didn't want to do the cameras, microphones, no interviews, you know. Right. I'm cool on that. But uh, Q was just, uh, man, I talked to Q, and Q was just telling me about the article that he did, and he was just like, man, you know, man, everywhere I go, everybody asks me about you. Everybody be like, what's up with D-Miles? What's up with this and stuff with that? And he was like, man, you, you just, you know, owe it to the basketball world, your mm -hmm. story. You know what I'm saying? It, I wasn't ashamed or embarrassed for him. It was just my natural personality was just, you know, go to the grave with it. But uh, Q, Q convinced me to, to, to tell the world and uh, convinced me to do it. And I was so happy that I did it after it because, you man, you had people like Chris Paul just hit me out the blue. You know, me and Chris Paul always been cool. We jo we Jordan brothers. Mm -hmm. You know, we we really ain't the closest of friend. But for him just to reach out and be like, man, I'm he hit me. I'm, I'm he happy. Hit, you know he hit what I'm me saying? before a game. Like he had read the art. I forget who they was about to go play. Houston. He caught yeah. Whoever it was, they was he was like, you know how it is. He pregame like he said, you know, you be doing whatever. He was like, right. he got the article like however long before the game was about to start. He said he read the whole thing. And then he got my number and called me immediately, like, dude, I'm like, I'm real quick. Right now, I'm about to get ready to run out here to the to the to the floor uh for the warm-up, but like send me D Miles number, bro. Like after the game, I want to hit him, man. I, I just read his article, dog. Like, this is I, I want to hit my dog. And so I sent him his number and then I hit D Miles and told him literally two, two and a half hours. Like, whenever the game was over, he got out of the game and hit D Miles immediately. Immediately. Oh, wow. wow. Immediately and just uh, you know, just showed 
show love and just told me how uh thank me and just told me his appreciation for my contribute to everything and like stuff like that means something because like i said i would have went to the grave with it and that's not the right thing to do you know we all got to educate each other we got to educate the next generation we got to help each other out and man i'm so happy that i did and i opened up because uh that that's definitely not me yeah, for me, man, it was just uh I think before I even before I even really did the article, I was, you know, I was talking, I started talking to kids and doing stuff like that at camp. Then my 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 bro, D Gates, Dennis Gates, he's a uh he was an assistant coach at, at Florida State for like mm-hmm. 10, 12 years or whatever. Now he's a head coach at Cleveland State. And um, but at the time he was at Florida State and he was running, he was helping with a uh with with a program they had there for like all of the all of the all of the uh uh men athletes in um all of the sports it was some i forget the name of the group dang i I hate that i can't remember the name of the group it was a name for it though and it was like a little group that they had where all of the men athletes from all of the different sports would come they would have people come talk and speak and so you know d gates was telling me like bro i want you to come and i want you to share your story bro like people need to hear because this is my bro since sixth grade he know everything about me inside out so he know Right. And and so he like, bro, I I feel like you can help people. So it was like I went there, I did that, and I'm you know I'm standing in this uh, auditorium in front of like three, four hundred kids, all the athletes, football, basketball, baseball, uh, whatever, swimming, whatever. So I'm talking, and you know we going back and forth. D, D Gates is kind of teeing this part up, and we going, and so we get through whatever. Right, I've never done this before, like on this level with this many people, whatever, and like. Talked about everything I talked about for my brothers, my mom, everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, one kid came up to me, it was a white kid. He was like a swimmer or something. I can't remember exactly, but he was like, he had tears in his eyes. He was like, dude, he was like, I felt like you were talking straight to me. He was like, I just lost my mom. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, I wanted to drop out of school. And he was like, just seeing you here, I feel like God sent you here and was telling me that I could do it, that I could be all right. And this time, third, and I was just like, wow, you know, I was blown away. And I thought about that on the car. I, I drove. I had a driver drive me from Tallahassee back here and down and back. So I was just, you know, I'm riding back. I'm thinking about like, man, that was kind of crazy. Like to hear different multiple athletes come up to me and say, wow, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I got this going on. I got that going on. You just made me know that it would be all right. So then you fast forward, you do the article and the article went crazy. Like D-Mile said, everybody hitting you, you know, everybody saying this and that. And it was just like, for me, it was like, at that point, I felt like, okay, I owe this to the people to show. Because it's, it's, you know, when you go and you speak at camps and you just know people from the neighborhoods and all that stuff, you know that not just our people, a lot of people in general are going through all type of different things and want to quit, want to give up and don't want to go on. And if they could just see, sometimes, you know, you might not help out a million people if you just help one person. Like that one first kid that came to me, I was like, man, I still connect with that moment whenever I think about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that was a deep, heavy moment. And it's like, for me, that was worth it. If it's just one person you help when you with that article or whatever, like that was enough because people need to know, especially us, you know what I'm saying? E, like we, we as athletes, we got this ego and this armor yeah. and we we can't yeah. fail and we don't want nobody to know if we did. Right. For me, it was like, it's, it's stronger to say that, look, I failed, I did this wrong, I did that wrong, but look, I still came back. I still stand, I'm still doing, I'm still, you know what I'm saying, showing you that you could make these mistakes, you could stumble and fall. And to be honest, don't nobody go through life perfect. We just don't see everybody's mistakes, but everybody fumble or stumble or fall short in some different way, but it's just like how you respond. 
And yeah. I think that, you know, both of our stories are stories that we responded, you know, with, with perseverance and just, you know, we made it through. And one, one of the other things too, uh, man, man, like family members, you uh -huh. know, like, you know, you got family members and, you know, communication is something that a lot of people, family, like in your household communication, sometimes people, you just don't get it. For my family members to, to, to read that article, and, and see what I was going through and, and, and see the honesty and the, the reactions when they say, man, that, that article made me, it made me smile. It made me laugh. It made me cry. You know what I'm saying? I got so many different emotions out of that article. Just to see my closest people, people who is closer to me, cousins, aunties, and all that stuff to read that article and kind of get a sense of, of, of clarity of what I actually went through. Yeah. I thought that was dope. I mean, it's, it's, it's powerful, man. I mean, you don't really know. Like my mother used to always say the same to me. I didn't really know what it meant until I got older. She would say that, you know, what you go through sometimes isn't meant for you. It's meant to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so she would always tell me that. I'd be like, I don't know what that means. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like, you know, I was like, what does that even mean? But then when I got older, I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I get mm -hmm. it now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, y'all know I had open heart surgery, right? While I was yeah, playing I with Wizards. And so while I was in the hospital, somebody gave me this book from Lance Armstrong, right? And he was going over when he was in the hospital and how he had to battle back. Now, I don't know nothing about no cycling. I don't know right. about the, nothing about it. I never watched anything like that. Now, I read that book from cover to cover. Right. And it was like him seeing that he made it through as bad as he was and bad as he was feeling, the low point that he was, and he made it through, it gave me inspiration. So I like mm -hmm. saw how that could happen. And you'd be amazed at how many people are inspired by seeing y'all every day. So that's why as soon as I saw the articles, I was just like, wow, like that's like, this is really gonna help a lot of people because a lot of young cats and grown people too, but they suffer in silence. Yeah. Like they're dealing with, they've lost somebody like you did Q or they, they're dealing with, with depression or dealing with mental health issues or that, you know, certain things just not going right in life. Yeah. That, that's how it happens sometimes, you know, yeah. and they, and they're dealing with everything in silence and keep everything bottled up. Yeah. So y'all, y'all opening up about that stuff, man. I, you know, it takes a lot of courage, but y'all are really helping a lot of people. So I got to yeah. just tip my hat to y'all with that, you know? Nah, appreciate, appreciate, appreciate that, bro. Man, we plan on taking a, a, a deeper dive with everything into our whole, you know, our yeah. whole story with everything. But and, and we're going to come up. We're we working on the whole format of how we're going to do it. But we plan on telling, you know, like the whole, whole story, because like those articles was really just the not even that was just grazing over everything yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah. we are. Like I say, we, we, we got a plan. I'm glad we in this space. You know, we uh we try to put content out there, try to be strategic. You know, you know, try to not to rush everything out and just try to put dope stuff to help our people. Yeah. It's like trauma is real. You never know what a person that went through early in their they, they career or early in their childhood that right. it just triggered once they got older. You know what I'm saying? So we all go through some mental health is, is real. I'm glad just the world talking about it now because, like I say, we, we, we armored, you know. We superheroes, and when right. we and when we lose our power or get a chink in our armor, man, it's like, man, right. the world is finna end. You, you ain't lying, you know. When people expect us to, you know, because they see us as athletes, for us yeah. to not have any kind of trouble of anything, and they yeah. that's just what yeah. they think. Yeah. And it's interesting. So even transitioning to this topic of, you know, because it's been a heavy week, you know, a heavy week uh, with with all these different police brutality cases, all this different stuff going on. 
Um, I just read about um, Adam uh, Toledo in Chicago, a 13-year-old that was, was 13 years old. I mean, this is and all it's blatant. Wild. He hands got his up. hands up. Blatant. You can't see him with his hands up. And, you see, ain't nothing in his hands. Right. Yeah. And at first, for them to first lie and say that he had a gun, and that you know, and then the, the video came out about it, and that you didn't have no gun. Then they changed their story. That happens over and over again. But not not so not. But I'm talking about the particulars because each case. I mean, we're watching the Derek Chauvin trial, trial now, and you're looking at it. You're like, are y'all y'all gonna talk about you know carbon dioxide and what are y'all talking about? His yeah. all this stuff from the and we know what what happened. I mean, you're talking about even the the um the case with the the veteran. I don't know if y'all saw that case that just happened. Yeah, I saw the that too. In Virginia, he's a veteran. Had on his had his had his, his everything. Telling you this, and he's still yelling at him going off. Like, come on, bro. How do the yeah. person? How do the person that you point your gun at telling you to calm down? I'm telling right. you, telling the officer, hey, calm down for you shoot me. Right. That's we. So he has. The yeah, gun. a couple the of weeks later, we see a, a woman shoot this boy by mistake. Yeah. Dante. And and they said that he, she said that she accidentally reached for her gun and thought it was yeah. her taser. So so I'm watching all these cases, right? And this all happened like the last week or two. Like this was all in the last week or two time frame. Um, and I have these conversations with my kids because my kids, you know, kids got social media now, so they come yeah. to me. I'm like, Dad, did you hear this case? It just happened, you know? And so then I'm talking about it with them. And I gotta tell you this, and this is the part that I see speaking about this in different programs, going on MSNBC, going on these different things, people really think that athletes are not affected by this. Like we're like we're in a this this protective bubble where this is not our issue and not our problem. I'm like, are y'all serious? I'm like, and then I tell them, listen, my son is 15. My son Malcolm exactly. is 15 years old. I was like, every time he talks about and brings up, he's like, dad, you know, I'm 15. I'll be driving soon. It's like, my heart stops for a minute. Yeah. And like I and I told him, I was like, honestly, I'd be cool if you just Uber everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could just take you gonna go to practice. What I could take you, uh, you're gonna go on a date to the movies, I could chaperone. Yeah. I'd rather you not drive, to be honest with you. They don't realize, like, you know, we're we're a young black man and, and like, yeah, we are the athletes, but we stand in a predominantly white neighborhood. Like, you know, we, we receive a whole lot of racism. Just going in our own neighborhood because we 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 got successful in ourselves. We got the opportunity to buy a big house in these big neighborhoods, and then we still get discriminated or get get racism coming towards our way. I was seeing uh, certain people going to their neighborhoods, and they got the gate at their neighborhood, and it's like, man, you see me every day, but today you want to be funny, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like you you receive it. When I bought a big house, I remember when I was younger and. Uh, when I used to take girls out when I was in high school, I used to always ride up in the suburbs. And I used to ride where these big houses was in the suburbs outside the hood. And I was like, man, one day I'm gonna buy one of these houses. So, you know, I made it to the league. I had the opportunity to get me a little $2 million house out there and so forth. Police used to pull me over every single day. Yeah. Just as like if I slip up and have some weed on me or if I slip up or one of the homies have some weed on or just anything where well, my mom used to be like, get their badge number. My homeboy didn't drink or smoke. I had to let him drive my cars wow. every time to make sure. Like if I went and go and got a drink, you know what I'm saying? Go to a bar or something. I had to make sure the homie was driving me home the right way because I knew they was going to pull me over like clockwise. And people don't realize like the athlete with the money, 
go through a lot more racism mm-hmm. because these folks be mad that we got the money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I tell you a, a, a prime example of what you're saying, right? Like, <clears throat> bought me a nice house south south in the south suburbs of Chicago, right? So this was this was actually on Father's Day. I can't remember what year. This was probably like 2010, nine, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. I'm in my. I got. A, I got a. Uh, I got a Bentley. Bentley Continental Flying Spur, right? <clears throat> So I'm driving back home from the airport. I just dropped somebody off in Midway. I take the same street, Ridge, and take Ridge and all the way back up to, to the south side, right? Okay. I get literally like four minutes from my house, right? Same scenario, d saying, like, you and this, you know, you know, upstanding, you know, a, a predominantly white neighborhood, whatever. Now, I get pulled over right now. I'm driving along, man, my business, got my seatbelt on. I ain't doing nothing wrong. No drinks, no weed, no, not a thing, nothing, nothing. All of my, all of my plates, everything is up to date. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no whatever. So I'm sitting there, and I ain't did nothing to alarm you to pull me over anyway. You know what I'm saying? My windows was down. You can't say my tent. Can't say nothing. It's a summer day. It's nice. Right. He pulled the cop pulls me over from he come he comes from behind me. I don't even know where he came from. I because you know what I'm saying I'm chilling. I don't know. He definitely wasn't in front of me. So when he pulled me over, first thing he do, you know, I, I'm already ready because I, you know, we got team security. We know how to act when the police come. They come and have talks with us about this. I didn't pulled all of my stuff out, right. turned my car off. I got the thing off and I got my stuff sitting there. I ain't got my hands out the window. I got my hands on the wheel. So I'm just sitting there. Right. He come up. The first thing he did, he didn't come to my window. He walked all the way around my car. He circled my car and then came back around here. So I was like, I ain't say nothing still. I just sat there. And when he walked up, you know, I ain't coming him with the first word. Like, why am I being pulled? I ain't say nothing. I let him talk to me. He like, you know why I'm being pulled? Why you being pulled over? I'm like, no, I don't, officer. He like, uh, well, I stopped you originally because you don't have a front license plate. Now I'm sitting there like, how you you pulled you you pulled up on me from behind right like how do you know that i didn't have a front license plate like is that why you circled my car to see if you could find something that you could say like you circled my full walk full around my car before you even address me so i'm like whatever so he like let me see your license registration so i give my stuff and then he go back to the car right i'm sitting there i'm chilling now that this time i didn't call my sister i'm like yeah i'm right up the street i got pulled over right i'm gonna call you back mm-hmm. so then he come back and he comes. So when he come back to the window, this is what he say to me, literally. He say, how bad do you really not want to go to jail today? Wow. I looked at him like, I said, go to jail for what? I said, I ain't, I said don't say, what am I going to jail for? I'm like, I ain't did nothing. So then he say, well, your license is, uh, is suspended. So I'm like, my license suspended. Now, mind you. It was suspended. I had no clue why, whatever. It was some some clerical errors or whatever. It wasn't no foul play, no nothing. But whatever, it was like, okay, so this is what he come back with. He know this, but he don't even say it to me at first. He say to me, like, how bad do you not want to go to jail? I'm like, go to jail for what? He like, I'm going to make it simple for you. He like, you could tell me where your friends at, or you could put me in on a drug deal, or you could say you could let me know this, and I could let you walk away, and you can have a good day. I looked at him and said, you got to be kidding me. I started, I literally eat I swear to goodness, I literally started laughing. I said, man, you got to be kidding me. I said, I ain't got no drug deal to tell you about. What you talking about? I said, why are you asking me about drugs? He said, where you get this car? I said, 
I bought this motherfucker. Like, what you talking about? Right. right. So now, now I'm getting mad. Right. So, and so now he like he like okay, well your license is your license is uh suspended. So I could just take you in on there. I said, well you just gotta take me in. So I said, I don't I don't know I don't know nothing about my license being suspended. I don't know why it is. I I I'm I've not been notified of it is. So whatever, I'm like, if you're going to take me to jail, you got to take me to jail. I ain't got no drug dealer to give you. I'm like, well, like you tripping. I'm like, I'm not a drug dealer. Right. <laughs> so he, so mind you, he did, now he tell me, to, okay, step out the car, do all that. So now he putting handcuffs on. I got the handcuffs on me, right? So I'm standing there. I remember this. This is the, I told you this story before, d yeah, Look, I remember that. So I'm standing there right now. I'm standing there with my handcuffs on, right? So now he didn't, he in my car. He didn't look over here, looked over there. Now he come back to me. I'm standing there because now, now I'm pissed. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? All these white people coming out their houses, they looking at me. I'm on display. I got, I literally got a tank top, I got a Jordan tank top on and some shorts and some Jordan flip-flops on. You know? I'm right. sitting here with a, with a hat on. Right. So I'm sitting here. He, dude, he talking to me. So he like, uh, he like, so you don't want to tell me about a drug deal, right? So now I'm, 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 I'm pissed. So I'm looking at him and he can see that I'm getting pissed. He like, oh, you going to do something? He like, you going to do something? He like, turn around. He started searching me all hard. He kicking my legs apart. So I'm like, okay. Okay, so then he turned me around this way. I told I had my hat on. He take my hat. You know how they start searching the rim of your hat like this? They doing all this. This was the part that almost made me lose it. When he after he searched my hat, he took my hat like this, right? He had it like in his hand, and he he smushed it on my head like that, like 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 smushed the hat on my head, right? Like, bruh. <laughs> when I say <laughs> I had to take the deepest woo breath I think ever in my, I was like. And when I did, you know, I'm 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 not little, so you know what I'm saying. Right. I'm six five, and I'm not like he looking. So he like he like, oh, you you, you think you you gonna do something? So I'm sitting. There, I start laughing. And I laughed it off and just started doing like I just started shaking my head. Right, I I ain't not once said I'm a basketball player. I ain't said nothing. I'm just sitting there. So now he started looking back and he going in my car, looking in the uh the compartments. He going in the glove box. So now while that's going on, two more squad cars and came up. Woo -woo, wow. They pulling up, so now it's a whole. Everybody coming out the house. Everybody like I'm sitting here. I'm just sitting here. I'm I'm pissed. So this was the killer though. Two squad cars pulled up. Two guys jump out of each car. Four guys. Wow. Two out of the four guys when they pull up. The first dude that got out said, "That's Q Richardson." <laughs> the other dude said, "That is Q Richardson." Wow. Dude in my car, searching my car. He trying, he hear them talking. He trying, he didn't hit his head. He trying to get up out of there so fast and trying to find out what's going on. Right. So when they, the third dude, after he repeat, the third dude repeated, I said, no, I'm not. I'm a drug dealer. He think I'm a fucking drug dealer. I said, that's what I am. I'm not too rich in the basketball player, the NBA athlete. I said, he think I'm a drug dealer. That's why I got this car. And that's why I stay up the street for minutes where all the fucking rich people stay because I ain't supposed to be around here. And he started getting tired, backpedaling. So now, mind you, all this going on. Now, this is, I, I wound up me at the, uh, they, they they took me to the uh, police department. I wound up uh, sparking a relationship with the police chief because, right. and it was crazy because D-Way had a relationship with this same chief, police chief, because his brother stayed in the neighborhood. So he used to do security okay. knowledge for D-Way. So this dude was an asshole at the department and people knew about him. So the dudes, okay. when they, like, after he started doing all this, when they pull up and they see it's me, two of the dudes, like, they telling me after he doing all this and he right. running around, he going to the car to write his report and all this. They like, dude, don't worry, we radio back to the station. The chief, da, da, da. I'm calling my sister. Like my sister and my pops met me at the station. Like she was going all like, buddy. I, I think he got suspended. I don't know if he got fired at all that, but like this what they do. That's like right. he trying to just pull you over and tell you you got you give me a drug deal. I'm looking at him like because I had a because I had a I had a, a Bentley 
and I was in a nice neighborhood that he felt like I shouldn't have been in. And I wasn't dressed in a suit or what. I'm going back to a barbecue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. I shouldn't. It shouldn't matter how I'm dressed or what the what's going on. You pulling me over for no reason. I wasn't speeding. You you didn't even say I was speeding. You didn't say nothing. I wasn't. Yeah, right. I don't even like my cars. I, I select cars different now. You know. Yeah. You know, they used to have the, the Bentley, the Rolls Royce, the film, you know, us as black people, you know what we going to get. We don't have the minivans and stuff all in the mansions. So, you know, you, your cars stick out. Like, it, like you stick out, you know, a lot. And it's like you may have to adjust yourself when you be in there. So people think like, oh, just because you got the money and you moved to the suburbs, that racism don't exist no more. It's, man, it's, it's everywhere. That's, that's the crazy. So, so here, here, in, here, in, here in PG County, I'm in, I'm in Maryland, right? I don't know if y'all know PG County. PG County is mostly black, but it's, mm. but it's upscale black. You know what I mean? It's like one of the, the wealthiest black communities in the country, right? Mm -hmm. So, but as soon as we leave PG County, I remember when I was playing with the Wizards, <laughs> as soon as I was playing with the Wizards, right? And I was going over to my teammate's house to watch the Tyson fight. Mm -hmm. He lives in Virginia. Now, Virginia is a totally different world yes, than Peachtree County in Maryland, yeah. right? That's where they ran up on that hill. Where, that's where, right, right, but it's a veteran. <laughs> so I'm, I'm driving to his house, right? You know how, like, you're driving and you're trying to look at the numbers to see right, what's yeah. going I drive to my house. Cops came over so quick to me, and I, they was, I was like, "Oh snap!" Like I didn't even hear them, and they was like, "They was like, what are you doing in this neighborhood?" I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, I'm just trying to find, you know what I mean, my friend's house." They're like, none of your friends live in this neighborhood. That's what he said. None of your friends live in this neighborhood. How you I was my like, friends? Right, like how you know who my friends are? Just ruined the whole thing. No, you then they you know brought me out, ran my stuff, everything like that. Why do you have Maryland plates? Because I live in Maryland. You know what I mean? You act like Maryland is this is Virginia. It's literally yeah. minutes that way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And but it's 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 those experiences that people don't think that athlete have they think that once you're once you're like black athletes in particular that yeah. once you're an athlete you're in this protective bubble and it's so that's one of the things where you that's know it might, it's a myth that's just not true you know and, I, and i'm talking to them about it on these different shows and they're like really like you yeah. like y'all have to experience things that regular yeah. black people have to experience put it like this for every for every pass you get for that for that one cop that might, and I, you know, I'm not somebody to say, oh, please, bad, but like, you know, for that, every pass you get for that cop, just like, oh, wait, you, you, such and such, you play, man, you're gonna get 10 to 20 other people that's just straight screwing with you and don't care about who you are and might wanna screw with you even more if they know that you somebody that then made it and got more right. money than they got. They right. don't like that. Yeah, like, I, I, I it, they don't give tickets no more. What happened to, like, your, all right, I, I, I'm over the speed limit and, uh, you call me doing a 75 in the 70. You want to give me a ticket. Okay. What happens to I write you a ticket? You go on about your business and do stuff like that. It become a whole It, it become thing. a whole thing. I want to search your car. I want to see if you have any weapons. I want to see if you have any drugs. Like you instantly is, is criminalized, like right then and there. And that's that stuff ain't right. It just ain't so, right. And it's so make me scared for my kids. Oh, and that's what I was going to ask you about what your kids. So if y'all had to have the talk with your kids. So I've, I have. Yeah, I have as well. How Describe to me how the talk has been with, with, with your kids. You start off, kid. Um, oh, go ahead. So my stepson is 16. And, you know, like you say, 15, 16. I w I've been telling him the whole time. Like when we were in Detroit, he was about 10 or whatever. And I would, you know, he was in middle school and I would, I would ask him like almost weekly, somebody call you a N word yet? 
And he was like, when I first asked him, he was asking me, looking at me like crazy. And I say, and after so long, I told him, I say, Kayla, I say, I keep asking you this and I keep saying this to you and I'm trying to prepare you so that when it when it happens, because it will, I say, because when it happens, I don't want that person who says it to you to have the satisfaction of looking of you looking at them and you being all shocked or, or froze or you being in awe of they said that I don't want them to have no satisfaction. I want you to be numb to that word and you look at them like it don't even mean nothing. So it don't matter because it's gonna happen. Like just like D said, we live in these affluent neighborhoods, go to predominantly white schools and all of these different things and you live, you deal, you dealing with, you not dealing with. We grew up dealing with, but you still dealing with something that's this this unique and tough in situations because you you not like everybody else over there. And sometimes people can be mean and kids can be cruel, even though they don't know what they're doing. This is just kids. It's not all meant to be like you. Today. It's not all like that. But just you know, we were all kids. We said and did things that that we look back at like, damn, that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's just kids. So it's like. Even with him now, I told him, like, because, you know, even being in these neighborhoods, he has friends of all nationalities and all ethnicities and everything. You know what I'm saying? He's not a person who see color anything. He's just a cool kid. So he got white, Indian, whatever type of friends. You know what I'm saying? And I told him, I say, like, hey, and I tell him all the time, at, at some point, it's going to turn from you being the cute, harmless little Caleb and you, hey, he's a cute, like, they going to look at you a certain way. And I right. told him, you be aware of how they looking at you and the things that they saying to you and the way that they saying the things to you and the way that they talking to you. I say, you pay very close attention to the details, context clues, because they say what they saying right when they saying it to you. Right. And you don't always know it as a youth or as a kid. So I want you to watch out for it because you I don't want you to be anywhere where that's going on and it's going over your head any of that. So I want you to be all eyes open to where what the parents and how they acting and how they treating you when you come around and how they treating the other kids that look like however to look different from their kids. I want you to pay attention because if they want just because they not saying something about you, if they say something about a little Chinese kid or a little Indian kid, like don't think that if you not there, they talking about your little black butt too. Right, so right. you pay attention to every single thing that's happening and you always treat people the way that we supposed to want to be treated. That's it. And and, and it's and it's is there's a different dynamic because our kids I'm sure all of our kids are athletes. I'm sure they play right. something, right? So, but then there's this certain level of like acceptance because you're an athlete. We was watching them. Have you seen this show, the movie? Um, uh, one time in my one night in Miami, the one with yes. uh, we were talking about Malcolm yeah. X and Jim Brown. All right, so you remember in the beginning when the guy was was talking to Jim Brown and he was and he was on his porch, the white guy, and he was like, mm -hmm. oh, "I love you. You you've done this. You've done that. You broke this record. We can't, can't wait to see you house, here." Bro. Right, but then he said, he asked, "Like, can he go to the bathroom or something like that?" He said, "No, we can't. We can't have n words in the in the, yeah. in, the in our house. We'll let you kind of, right. kind of man. And so when he said that, my kids was like. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. was just talking about how much he loved him on the on yeah. the field and what he did. I was like, yeah, yeah. but there's a difference. Yeah. And that's a whole other talk that I had to have with them. Like there are people who are going to appreciate you for what you could do on the court yeah. or on the field or whatever. But then there's in life. They want to have they, you around their family, their kids. Right. You know, like they're like you just the most despicable person in the world because you color your skin. Right. And I, and it's, it's it's a slippery slope with that because it's twofold. It, it, it's many of those people that, 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 that shun you and look at you that way. There's some people that will accept your kids simply because they're your kids and try and be around right. them simply to try and gain from that because they think there's something to gain from being around 
your kids or being around that type of situation. So you have to safeguard against a lot of different things, man. And it's like you say, it's no fun for the kid because you got to tell him to try and watch your friends when you supposed to just be having fun and watch this and watch that. But that's just the reality of what's going on. Yeah, Yeah, I just, uh, mine with my kids, I just try to instruct them on the, the, the rules of the, engagement when you get pulled over in the mm-hmm. car. I feel like that you need to know that you need to know to put your hands on the seat if you sit in the back seat, put your hands on a on a thing. Uh you need to know like don't get attitude, raising your voice and all that stuff to even start getting the police rattled and all that stuff. And sometimes it feel like you taking the L. Sometimes mm-hmm. it feel like man they just disrespect you talking like that. But man, I'd rather go home and and and, and get loved on by my family and to let one of these people shoot me without me trying to defend myself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like, I want my kids to know that. Cause like my son, and you know, I, I try to get them. Like, like man, you, you, when these police come around, like these these folks will shoot you and then we got to go to court to figure out if, whether it's wrong or right. right. You know, and then, and I don't want that for him. So I try to teach him like, man, the, the, the proper way to when you get pulled over, this is what you got to do. Everybody in the car with this black skin got to do this. And, and it's crazy because they'll see, you know, like you mentioned, they go to private school and they see white kids. And and I always have to tell them, listen, white kids can do things that you can't do. You can't do. Yeah. You're going to have to just understand that. White kids can cuss out the teacher and she won't, <laughs> and she won't get suspended. Right. Let you let you suck your teeth and roll your eyes at the teacher and yeah. we'll be called immediately. Do you know what I mean? Like as far as like police, white kids can cuss out the police, like with no problem, nothing happened. He's like a black person has to comply with everything, just do everything right, and it still might not go right. So this is my this is this is why this is my thing. Like especially with my sixteen year old, my seven year old, like it starts right here. Like I like you know how it was when we grew up, bro. We what you looking at crazy at me like oh, i know that you upset like me as your parent i know you upset you stomping in my house you slammed the door you did anything you made a face like that's what i tell caleb like as a, like when you're talking about when the police i took all that starts right here at the crib bro right. like if i if, if i see your mama check you or tell you something or if i check you or tell you something we see all of that attitude to my, nah bro right not up in here no right. no Check yourself. You better go wait till you get in your room, find your head in the pillow. You better do. I I know all the tricks, bro. Right. My pops wasn't playing that. Let him see me or hear me. Like I done had the dog on. You know how sometimes the door is like the air sucked the door. Boom, boom. I gotta come run. I didn't slam the door. I was right, right, right. <laughs> like, you know, right. He coming right behind. Because if I know y'all, you gonna hear some footsteps coming. He about to come right. tune you up. Like ain't no like praying none of that. It start right here. And if yeah. you can't do it here, that's how you go out into the world. You know what I'm saying? That's how I was taught. That's why when I could I could tuck it in because I already knew my pops wasn't playing. And he gonna look at me hard and see what I'm gonna do. Yeah. You ain't gonna do nothing. Like, all right, then chill out. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I that's that's to me that that start right there. Like, don't you don't do all of that against the story. We deal with that later because you're gonna lose that battle every single time. I don't okay. care if they right, wrong, or indifferent, they right. Uh-huh. You can't check them, just like me as your daddy, you can't check me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm when I'm when I speak, that's it. You know what I'm saying? We, we could discuss anything else later, but if I say that's it, that's it. Yeah, and and that's the and that's the part where we're parenting through fear of what they're going to face once they're in the real world and they're stopped by a policeman. And mm-hmm. I've, I've had this. So my daughter, my middle daughter Imani, she's the one who has like you know we have girls. You know sometimes girls be like, man, what 
you talking about? Like, you know, it's just it's just a certain vibe that girls have, you know? I'm like, buddy, you cannot do that when you go out, you know? So it's yeah. only you know, I'm trying to have her understand why I'm so uh, such a stickler with this and why I'm being so hard about that because I'm thinking about once you get out, once you get a little older and you're stopped by the police and I'm showing her, um, you know, stories about Chakisha Clemens and Sandra Bland and yeah. all those people who they said they had bad attitudes and those yeah. were, you know, a threat to the officer. Yeah, like right. this is what's happening in the real world. Yeah. And she's understanding it now. In the beginning, she didn't understand it. Yeah. She was like, okay, why, you know, because of course she has friends that do different things. And, you know, and you know, a lot of times, and this is not, not to say all, you know, people, but white kids talk a little differently to their parents than black kids do yeah, a lot of times. Do. You know what I mean? It's a different dynamic, you know? Or or even or even watching the shows that she watches on TV. And I'm like, don't do what these little white kids do on TV. That's not how you sound. That's not the way you respond to this. No, your daddy a gangster. Don't do that. I mean, that's (laughs) not what you do at all. But those are the things that that's different. But it's 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 just always interesting hearing people say that they don't think the athletes have these even thoughts Man. or even, you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. They be targeted just like you see the rappers. You see, like, like them athletes targeted just like the rappers or anybody who, who's black with some money. And yeah. you get justice. Man, I'm talking about they, they be looking for you. They know right. who to pull over. They know this. Like, you don't got to do nothing. Like, they pulling people That's, over without a proper cause. This, right. this Pulling this, people this, over this, skin color. This is yeah, the crazy right. part right here, though. Like, I know for me it changed when I like you know when I when I retired like not even before I retired but before I retired I stopped doing it like probably like my last two 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 years in league or so I stopped getting rims right you stopped getting rims I ain't had no issues uh, I, I I guess because I blend in on regular like you know what I'm saying like I still got you know Mercedes or whatever when I'm, it, it's different when you throw them dubs and you throw them two them deuces on it they they know it's us. Yeah. Or they or they assume it's us. Like when yeah, you like get when you riding them factory jumps, I'm talking about whether it's an escalade, whether it's a Range Rover, whether it's a whatever, when you riding them factory joints, you ain't seeing all of that. Yeah, you ain't got the twenties in the back and you ain't beating up the block, you ain't it's different. And yeah, I'm talking that's it shouldn't matter. Part. It shouldn't matter at it all shouldn't. because because they don't have that same reaction if they see white teenagers, white kids. Have them same twenties, them same doves, them same well, rims, them music same be, music. Music be just as loud. Same everything, and and but that's the part where we're um, we're telling our kids stuff isn't fair. It's not. Yeah. It's not equal. It's yeah. it's you do one thing, it's looked at one way. Uh, you know, a white person do another thing, it's not looked at the same way. That's mm-hmm. just it's a harsh reality. And the thing about it is, it doesn't matter what how many years your daddy played in the NBA. Nope. It doesn't matter what, what what's in your bank account. It doesn't matter if you have a trust fund or if your daddy finished school. None of that matters. They just see one thing. Like they, they, if they had the top, if, if one of these cops had the opportunity to pull LeBron James over, take him out of his car, go through his car, try to make it seem like they will do it with and a like heartbeat. Like not, not, like right not, not, not everyone. Like like you said, some million know about that. It'll be ex- over exasperately hyped to meet him. Like, oh, LeBron. LeBron but I guarantee you, yeah. there's a population that want to <laughs> stick it to him because yeah. look at what he's got. Look at what he's achieved. Why he got that. Why he achieved that. Yeah. Why can he I'm live like that? I'm going to search your car. I'm going to search your car. I'm going to do all this. What you yeah. doing, bro? Jealousy part. Yeah. yeah. So. And, it, and it's just doing it to him to show him that I got authority over you. You. Right. 
In this moment. In this moment. I can stop you from going wherever <laughs> the fuck you think you finna go. Right. Or whatever. I can stop you and go through all this process with you. And there's nothing right. you can do about it. Cause I'm gonna show you that I'm superior over you. If they get LeBron James, yeah. they would do him too. Yeah. <laughs> like they yeah. would do him too. And it, it don't matter how much money you got, like the color of your skin is, is different. And yeah. we all eat, sleep, shit right. <laughs> the same fucking way. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's tough. So I commend y'all for, you know, teaching those lessons with your, with your kids and everything like that because I know they're tough lessons to teach. Let me ask you, I ain't going to keep y'all forever, you know what I mean? I, I enjoy talking with y'all. Like, I all like right, y'all energy, y'all, everything bro. like that. <laughs> I want to ask y'all, you know, maybe two basketball questions. Um, uh, there's a lot being discussed about uh, Brook, the Brooklyn Nets, and people are trying to poke holes in them. Like, okay, we their defense isn't going to be as good. You know, they don't have the, you know, the ball movement, you know, everything like that. People just want to talk bad about Kyrie for any reason. You know, yeah. and anything that he does, they want to talk. I, I like what, what I see from them. This is me personally. Um, and we haven't even seen all of them together for a long stretch of time. Like one person goes down, James Harden goes down, and KD comes back. But I like their team. Yeah. What do you see? What is your assessment of the Brooklyn Nets? I I think the Brooklyn Nets is uh, if they healthy, that they won't be beat. I think the yeah, they defenses ain't the best defense, but offensively, they they won them in the history of that. Uh, one thing I depend on with them is Steve Nash. One thing I know about KD, Kyrie, James Harden, all these guys, man, they got good hearts. They good people. Like just because the media say, oh, because some go off the off the basketball, he shoot the ball too much. That mean he a bad person. Like nah, they all of them got good hearts. They good people. They help the world out in so many different ways that nobody know about. And they and they all do it from James Harden, KD, Kyrie, all of them, and then having the leader. In there of Steve Nash, I admire Steve Nash even more when when Q played with him. Me and Q talk about it all the time, all the time. Then getting the opportunity to, to be around him, meet him, talk to him, it's like man, having somebody there like that with another good heart that can understand these guys. I think that's big. So I think they got a good team. I think they got good people in place. They got good coaching staff. I think the organization is believing in this group at this time, and man, the sky's the limit for them. That's what's up, Q Rich. I, w- I want to ask you um, the same question, assessment about the Clippers. Now, we all wanted I- – I know I wanted to see them go against – meet up against the Lakers last year. I wanted that. I did want it. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Um, w- but now they have these new additions. They have Rondo, who looks great with them. I got to be honest with you. That yeah. was like – pickup. They undefeated um, since he got there. Man, undefeated. And I, I love Boogie being with them. I hope they keep yeah, them. You know what, Boogie so, what, what is your assessment of the Clippers and how well they could do this year? I think they I think they pretty much in the same predicament they were last year, man. I think they know it. They just have to do it. I think last year the difference was it was a it, it was a lot of a lot of talk, a lot of narrative, a lot of a lot of white noise going on. And I think this year, you know what I'm saying? I think last year was a was a was a letdown, a bigger letdown than they let on. And I think this year you see these guys coming back. And it's it's I mean, you still hear some little chitter chatter, but I feel like it's a lot less about what they saying and what they talking about this year as opposed to last year. I feel like this year they just going out there like you see Paul George is balling. 
You know what I'm saying? Like Kawhi has always been pretty much consistent. When he's healthy, he's going to be who he is. But I mean, I think we, we we seeing one of the best versions of Paul George since, you know, when he was in Indiana fully locked in. And, um, you know, like you said, with the addition of, of, of Rondo, he, he, he kind of the one thing they've been missing from the, from the last few years is like that, that cerebral, championship point guard who's battle tested that you know can beat you with your with his mind as well as his physicals and um he's been there i think i i love the you know obviously i love boogie if he can be healthy out there i think he's a he's an all-star that that doesn't get viewed that way because of his health but um uh, i think it's it, it you know i think t lou has a has a really good chance to, to change up some things because it's, it's different when you come in as a, as a as a replacement coach and you just come in there like he he was on the job. He saw live and in, in person and behind the scenes the things that went on and the things that didn't work. And I think that's he has a leg up in trying to fix them in those playoff and championship moments because he was there on the watch and he saw what went wrong. Yeah. Do, do you think that people – you mentioned Paul George. Do you think that people are, are have been throwing stones at him a little bit too much? I mean, I, I don't I, – from last year, I know he didn't have – he had a stretch where he went through a, slooting, a shooting slump. Okay, that's that. That's what happened. Um, I remember before he he was open about he was dealing with a lot of mental health issues while he was in the bubble. It seemed like nobody cared. You know what I mean? Like you know, other people talk about their mental health issues. You know, and they're like, okay, they're understanding, they're caring. It seemed when Paul George said it, I was like, eh, you know what I mean? And then it just and then after he didn't play well, after he started was talking about it, they're like, ah, and then they started throwing stones. Do you think it's, it's, it's a little bit much or? It's, I mean, it's one of those things. In my opinion, it, 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 it is. I think it's like in sports in general, it's like for whatever pe- for whatever reason, certain guys get a pass sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like certain guys, like I, I look at it like, you know, like they try and be on Paul George for whatever. And this is not to pit anybody against anything, but like at the same time, they won't say anything about Kawhi. And I love them both, but it's just like that's like it's like you can you can compare that to like I guess like the Yankees when they had Jeter and A Rod. It was like A Rod was being criticized at every turn, right. and Jeter was like the, the 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 superhero no matter what. So it's like sometimes I think in sports we know sometimes it just you know you it's don't get viewed right. that way. Like I feel like you know I never got viewed as a defender, right, D Miles? Yeah, you know <laughs> no, but I, I think with with PG too, it's like man, you can't feed into it. You can't yeah. be like oh, you, you steady said I'm playoff P, I'm playoff P, I'm playoff P, and then right. when you don't come in, you got to expect the backslash for it. But like sense. I'm so proud of him and this year and how he came back from that season and how he's playing his mindset uh i just dm'd him the other day and just told him how just out the blue just told hey man i'm proud of you man you you out there looking good you're looking happy you look like you in the zone and it's just like man when you Uh feed into the media and you want to go back and forth you got to know that these backslides this this the era we in it's it's, it's coming yeah it it came for him tough though i gotta be honest with you i mean i i feel feel like in today's generation man when you get it you might well like if you get put in front of the congregation on social media just go ahead take it and go on on. you can't fight that there's so many it's so many like this this thing about e-time like if somebody wanted to make a burner page, like they know everything about us, not literally, but like they they could Google about us. We don't know nothing about you, but an egg. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I'm not about right. to go back and forth. Like early in my, I, that's why I like 
boy, when, when social media first came out, boy, I was going ham. Like, who, what? Somebody saying like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and the team people like, hey, man, you gotta chill out. You can't. What you, what you doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it's interesting because people say that certain players are sensitive and stuff like that, but also, you know, we didn't. Social media really wasn't while we were playing. You know what I mean? That came a little bit towards the tail end of it. But I can't imagine having thousands of people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Or, catch you on a bad day. You're like, okay, I got time today, homeboy. <laughs> right. I can't. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine that. To be I, honest I, with you. I don't know. I don't think. It, like, I'm I'm Flintstone. I'm old school. Like, man, yeah. don't entertain me. You got to see me in face to face to to make me feel disrespected like this. Like I said, it's the era, man, and this yeah. it surprised me. And I'll be on my kids about this. It's like, man, I, I, I don't want your. I don't want something on this internet to make your emotions come out. You know, I kids agree. be killing themselves. You I know, it's suicide rate. It's kids be getting on drugs off of something somebody just typed that you don't even know. Yeah, good point. And like, Not and that. like me being old school, like, look, like we old school. That that won't spark no no light out of us. Right. But this next generation, they feel like the world is ended. Right. And that's why. Like that's why. everything. Like even with cameras. Like I tell my 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 girls, hey. Don't ever be on no camera. Make sure you have all your clothes on. Make sure everything right. around you, you know what's like when you taping and stuff. Like when you right. go, go in the bathroom where you, ain't, you can't see everything. Don't walk around my house with your live and your camera out. Yeah. Just walking around my house. Like certain stuff like that. Like, yeah. man, <laughs> not real talk. Because it'd it be like, man, they, like this is a so a new era. And like, man, when the kids get involved and they get emotionally messed up, about something on this internet it can be classmates on them right. or whatever they mentally fucked up off of that yeah and I, bullying. yeah and it's it's crazy to me yeah. because a person like me is like i guess so. i'm a bad man <laughs> like, like, like i don't care what you say on no internet like, you don't even know me stuff today about 12 13 years old but you know what i'm saying it's, like that shit is real yeah ain't nah, no TikTok in, ain't no none of that going on <laughs> around here yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And they, then they get exposed to it from their friends because their yeah, friends are talking friend. about it. That's the that's the tough one. All right, last last question. What's next for the Knuckleheads? What's next for y'all? Uh, season five. Season six, man. We got season six, man. We got a lot of special guests, man. A lot of just dope people, it's man. You know, we going in, we going deep into the archives, man. We, we talking about stuff basketball from the 70s okay you know what i'm saying like uh man q it's like a like kids in a candy store when it comes to these nba legends that we respect and we love to talk to and just man just make me bring back being back a, like a kid again and, and man, just talking about all the stuff that i wanted to know when i was young you know right. and you know and getting the opportunity to be in front of all these legends man it's like it's it's gonna yeah. be good. So we're gonna yeah. crank it up another notch for season six and uh try to do some more dope stuff and represent the culture the best yeah, way we know how. Yeah, and that season six about to be nuts, Eton. I'm, I'm telling you, it's about to be nuts, but yeah. like we about to come with them, with them, with them, with them Loch Ness monsters that, that don't come out that you don't hear from, that we're gonna right. unearth them, them, them ones that we all grew up on and, and love and appreciate, and people gonna get to hear from them. Some 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 real, some real. Hey, some real big feet that yeah. you don't see. And I'm talking about then, you know, we still pushing it, man. We got the we got the nut tails, the cartoon animation element coming now. 
Okay. And um, you know, we 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 spreading our arms, man. We about to get into some other stuff. We about to bring some of our brothers on with us and, and put them down and and knuckleheads coming. That's good stuff, man. Hey, I love what y'all are doing, man. Keep doing it, man. It it does it does my heart good just seeing y'all, you know, out there doing good. And y'all have like such high quality stuff because, yeah. like I said in the beginning. It's you're going into depth with people that we don't hear from them. We don't know them like that. And now after we after we see an interview that y'all do, I'm like, oh, I, I, now I know Carl Malone a little and bit. Then, and then the now one thing that the, the one thing that we try to always do, man, me and this was one thing that me and D Miles before when we decided we was gonna do this, we you know, you trying to set up like what are you gonna do? What are your goals and what do you want this to be? Like the biggest thing that me and Black sat down and we said is that. We don't want no negativity, no hate, nowhere to be found. And it's not that we don't, we, we, the, the, the guests that we bring on, we're not saying nobody perfect, nobody on this planet perfect, but like it's enough people, it's enough, it's enough platforms, it's enough uh, reporters, enough people, magazines talking about all the negative stuff that we do every day. Right. They, they, broad, they, they, they broadcast and highlight like, we not saying that it doesn't exist, but we not about to talk about it here. Well, you come on here, it's gonna be all love and positivity and having fun and and and, and showing you love and giving you your flowers and sharing fun stories and, and and letting people see a side of you like you say that they ain't never seen before, and letting people know the, uh... that's it. That's and that's that's what I love the most. Like you know what I'm saying that when we sit and we do it. After we get through, like it's all laughs and jokes, and talking about from the guests, from them, and like when it come out, they feel good about it. It's not, yeah. it's never once been an interview we put out, and somebody is disappointed with what yeah. what happened then and the what went on, or the well. question. We they feel like it's a great interview. They want their family and friends to see it, and that's what we want every time. You know how it is. Even when you do an interview with somebody, well, you see it, and then yeah. when you see it, it's like if if they got something wrong in there. Or if they did this or slanted this, it's like, all right, uh, I'm done with this. I don't want nobody to go read it because they they didn't get it right. Right. So right, we right. take pride as as former athletes, as people that've been done that way, is we want this to be done totally right. Yeah. All the right. way. If you didn't feel good about something when you got yeah. through, call us and we'll take this out. If you said yeah. that and you didn't thought about it when you was going and doing something, like yeah. I don't care what it is, we want you to be 100 percent comfortable. And I don't care if it's something that's like. Yo, that would be like big for the for right, I don't right, care. Right. It's not that's right. not what it's about. This ain't about a click. This ain't about a like. This ain't about uh of course we want to do well, but we're not about to sell nobody short to or do that. We're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna sell out for no damn clicks and no like. We're gonna do the right thing by our people all the time. And, and that's, that's like that's what makes y'all special though. And I and like when I say like, it's a lot of times, you know, we talk freely. We, you know, we protect each other and this time. And we take where, stuff out. We do we the editing ourselves out. and we say like, no. Sometimes it might not sound right for us, or we don't want them to be represented in that way. And we like, nah, we gonna, gonna, gonna skip that. If it's it might it can might be something that can go viral and stuff. We like, man, we don't it need might not. If, viral, if we have to talk about it and discuss if if okay, we taking it out because we we questioning it. Anything that yeah. could be in question that could put somebody in any type of light, we taking it out. It's yeah. not happening. Hey, that's good stuff, man. Well, look, like I said, I I have so much respect for y'all and what y'all doing. So keep doing it, man. And we keep yeah. we go keep supporting each other. And yes, you know what I mean. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Happy for you guys, man. Oh man, yes, appreciate sir, you. Man. All right, I, that's what's up. Well, thanks for coming on the show again. And like I said, keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate right. you having us, fam. Uh, tell CC right, keep man. on putting them good questions out there, yeah. man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Right, Thank you for listening to The Rematch. You can find more episodes on basketballnews.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening.
be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find my articles on basketballnews.com along with exclusive content from Kenyon Martin, James Posey, and more. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Thomas 36 Let me know what you thought of this episode and who you'd like to see as a guest. I would love your feedback.